reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Do it all for the love. 
Amen. It's nice to see you tonight. And um, this is not a regular service. It is a gathering of shepherds, as Reverend Asso put it. It's shepherds and workers who have gathered. This is a real gathering of people who are carers of God's flock. Amen. And it's a privilege. It's a great privilege for you to have this work to do. You know? And one of the blessings in serving God, you, 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 you enjoy when you serve God is that through serving God, you break out of your small world into bigger relationships. Many of us have what the former president would call it a microcosm. <laughs> you know, your world is small, small. Some of us here, you don't even have friends. We don't know how to have friends. You know, you are not a correct person. Your, your soul is sick, twisted, and um, somebody like you cannot be a shepherd. A shepherd, a leader of God's flock, should be a certain type of person. If you read First Timothy 3, I think, Paul lists, I mean, gives a list of the qualifications. Every job, every job to be a mason, carpenter, driver, lawyer, doctor, Every job has its qualifications. You know, that is, there are certain things you cannot bring into certain jobs. Amen. And one such job is the job of a shepherd. And if you are a shepherd, you must be, you must be Someone whose soul is refreshed every day. Yes, that's a shepherd. Because you, you, you cannot give what you don't have. Do you see? You cannot give what you don't have. A, a good shepherd looks out for the sheep. He doesn't feed giraffes. He feeds the sheep. So, I'm, I'm looking at you, clearly. You can see I'm trying to look at your face. Yeah. That's, a, that's how a shepherd should behave. And, and I'm saying that you cannot be a shepherd if your soul is twisted. You can't relate. Always moody. 
because Peter told the paralyzed man at the gate called Beautiful that such as I have, give I thee. Which is just a biblical representation of a reality even unbelievers know. That you cannot give what you do not have. Amen. And according to Psalms number 23, one of the works of a shepherd is to restore souls. A shepherd restores souls. You you are a restorer of souls. So you you are a, a shepherd is a doctor in the soul clinic. Yes, a doctor in what we call a soul clinic. And a doctor cannot be coughing at his patients. Coughing viruses at your patient. So, he said, he restored my soul. A lot of the work we will do as shepherds will have to do with the soul of the person. Once a while, you may buy a shirt or a pair of shoes for your sheep. But by and large, it's the soul. The soul. So if your personal soul is diseased, you are a fountain that is only going to give out bitter waters. And I am not by this saying that as a shepherd, you cannot be sad. Or you cannot be broken hearted. Or you cannot be depressed. You cannot be angry. You can be all these things. Because you are also a human being. But one very special thing about a shepherd is your ability. Is, we call it in science, regenerative abilities. You must learn to regenerate lost tissue. Very fast. You lose the tissue and you f- regenerate You become sad. You learn to make yourself happy. Because you must make the next sheep happy. They look to you. They have nowhere to look. No one to look to. Nowhere to go. So if you yourself cannot treat yourself, you are are unable to be a good shepherd. And you are a shepherd who exists nominally, just by name. But you are not a real shepherd because... Even your sheep are afraid to come to you. When they come close to you, all they get is evil spirits of doom and gloom. Evil spirits of doom and gloom. This is just by the side. This is not the point. This is not what I'm sharing with you tonight. So I'm just saying to you that you, you must be a certain type of person. Yes. If your wife beats you at home, you can cry in the car, but when you step out of the car, you must start smiling. Yes, because we, we, we don't want a frozen face to be a carer of shepherd. Oh, yes. Yeah, rearrange your face. Rearrange your body because a, a responsibility lies on your shoulders. 
you cannot leave yourself like everybody. If you are broke, you are allowed to be sad at home. But when you come, you smile as if there's a lot of money in your pocket. Meanwhile, as you are going, you are going to, you know, walk. Yes. I'm telling you, you see, a, a, a shepherd, a real shepherd must be magnetic. You should have the ability to draw people to you. You should be the first person your sheep thinks about when they are sad. Of course, also when they are happy. So if you are the type of person, when they are sad, they cannot come to you because they are even afraid of the face that is coming to meet them. Then they will turn to other hirelings who will give them care for a fee. They will receive the same care, but in, 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 in that case, they will pay a price. Yes. But we don't charge. Because freely we have received. I said freely you, we have received. Some of you sisters should have three children by now with seven fathers. That is seven responsible for two of them. One there we can't find, we don't even know who he is. But by the grace of God, you are in church nice as if you are incapable of evil <laughs> so I, 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 I don't know why the Lord wants me to say this to you but I want you to be 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 um, happy of course when you meet your friend you can tell your friend that you are not well or you feel you know sad today uh-huh. but when you meet the sheep you must you are a minister uh-huh. yes you minister and you don't minister diseases you see yeah you don't you don't minister evil spirits See, which is what I was saying. My first comment was that when you one of the one of these days, I'm going to meet with you and teach you what is in shepherding for you. Yeah. The, the, the benefits of being a shepherd of the flock of God. Yes. Because even God never gets us to do things without telling us what is in it for us. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we love God and we are serving him but there are things there are benefits 1 Corinthians 15 15 says that it's not in vain your labor nothing you are doing in the Lord is in vain yeah. I mean you could be home now you've left work come from school you could be home resting for tomorrow but you are here it's a price you are paying. It's a form of labor. Sitting here is a form of labor. Even some of you to keep yourself awake. Because if I find your eyes sexy, I'm coming for you. I've got ice water tonight for you. Not for drinking, but for ponding you. Uh-huh. So even to stay awake is labor. You must work to be awake. Change your posture, you know, grind your teeth. <laughs> yeah. But it's not in vain. It's not in vain. 
And one of the blessings you get when you are a shepherd is that it helps you to break out of your microcosm. That you break out of your small world where the only people you know are your two cousins, three sisters, and one classmate. And you break out into a bigger world. Yes, you break out. I mean, think of it. I mean, if, if you are in this group, you are potentially a friend of all these people. Yes. And, and that is what shepherding does. That's why Jesus Christ told the disciples in John, he said, Look, look, look at it. 15. Fifteen. Actually, it's easy to find. Fifteen, fifteen. It says, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. So when you serve God, you get friends. And you need friends. You need correct friends. As for friends, you can get them. But what type of people are they? There are some of you sitting here whose friends are unbelievers. And you might as well not be a shepherd. Because you will never have a good spirit to minister to the people. So I don't call you servants, but I, I have entered into a relationship with you. Some of us here really need to meet people. When you are serving God and you serve God well, even your pastor becomes your friend. Your shepherd becomes your friend. Amongst yourselves, you have friends among shepherds. And great things can come from inter-shepherdoral relationships. Yes. Great things can come from it. Mighty, many, many things can come from it. You know, so, so the, the, the degree to which you serve God and you are productive is the degree to which you also enter into new relationships. And you need it. God himself has designed life such that you shouldn't be alone. I mean, your world cannot be just your sisters and brothers and cousins at home. And if you step out into the world, there are people who can come into your life to destroy you. Even in the church, you can destroy yourself inside the church. That's why there are, there are shepherds sitting here who are thieves. You are in the church because your friends are not the correct type. Yes. There are cases of shepherds sleeping with their members. It's not only reported in Corinthians, but it's also reported in Adenta. Commonly. Bread of life. That's why pastors, you must not leave your members, your shepherds. You must constantly monitor them 
and know who they are. Well, the fact that someone comes to church regularly and seems enthusiastic does not mean you must hand over precious sheep and lambs to them. You may not be sure who they are. Even sometimes when I go on Facebook, I see some of you, your pages, the type of people who are on your Facebook page. It's a reflect, and I can see one person sitting here right now. I just don't feel like going into all these things. But I'm going to meet the person. I want to, I want to, who are your friends? You are allowed to be in the church with all kinds of friends. But not here. This is a different type of church. When shepherds gather, it's not a gathering of people who are closely affiliated to unbelievers. No. No, 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 no. Come to church on Tuesdays, on Sundays. Wednesdays, don't, don't come here. And soon, Pastor, uh, Lauren, remind me, we are going to have badges. Shepherd's badges. It, it can be a tag. It may not even need to be a badge. It's a tag you wear on your neck when you are coming for my meetings. Not a camp, not camp. Like a meeting like this, as you sit here, I need to know, and every badge, I will be involved in the vetting of the recipients of every tag. Yeah. So when I see a tag around you, on your neck, with your picture on it, I will know that you are a bona fide It's a good policy. Very, very good policy. Yeah. You are not wearing a tag. You don't come around here. Come on Sunday. Please remind me, by next week, we should have killed this project. I'm going to be having such meetings with you. And I, can, I will not countenance any... If you are even a giant in the church and you forgot your tag, just make a U-turn and go home. You will not be here. Pastors, you will not be here. You will not be here if you forget your tag. You are out of the meeting. Because we need to... The church is fault. It's a spoiled church. The wolves have already entered. The demons have already come. Sin is already back. Here, in this microcosm, we must believe God and purify it. Yeah. So when we see a tag around your neck, we know you are a certain type of person. Yes, you may need to even quote scriptures to get a tag. I don't know, I don't know. Sounds like good policy. Because you see, you don't know how blessed you are to have the privilege to sit in this, not yesterday or Sunday, but when leaders are meeting, you are with them. It's not a small thing. Maybe I may actually start vetting. Maybe Friday into next week. Morning, 8 a.m., I'm in the church. There's a queue. Yes. If you'll be informed that your date is Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Every single shepherd, I, would, I, I think, sweetheart, let's look at it. Yes. I want to meet you. Yes, I know whether you are a madman or you are a correct person coming to the church to come and take care of my sheep. I, I will preach. People get born again. They give their lives to Christ. 
I'm having meetings with follow-up people. We do all of it only to hand them over to a madman like you. What are you talking about? Someone who doesn't pray. There's a girl's panties inside your room. You are not married. There's a woman in the house. Three children are crying. There's no ring on the woman's finger. What type of person are you? I was with Reverend Asso in the office. And we're, we're just we're enjoying some music. Music we were listening to how many years ago? About 25 years ago. 24, 25. And as we were listening to it, we, it, it, it was nostalgic. I realized that, Charlie, I don't have anywhere. I don't have any world. There's no world I belong to. I've been to school, I've gone to work, but I don't have a, a world like some unbelievers or some knights, some, 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 some clubbers or some, you know, groups of people. I, the, the, my whole life, for 32 years since I got born again, it's just been church. And God has blessed me. It's a very, very good life. Very, very good life. And I realized that even... To, to, to be relating, you see, my relationship with, with someone like Reverend Asu, it's not just ordinary Christians. It's, it is workers. I've known him long ago as somebody who has been doing things in the church. And so you come into very beautiful relationships, pure relationships with correct people. And that is the blessing you need to understand clearly that you don't have it elsewhere. No, you don't have it elsewhere. You don't have it elsewhere. So I need us all to, be, to, to, to give ourselves properly to the ministry. Don't do it half and half. Jump into the sea. Go to school tomorrow. Go to work. But your main life should be the life of a shepherd. Not a Christian. Not a Christian. We cannot find Christians now. Shepherds. It brings you closer to Christianity. Being a shepherd brings you a little bit closer to Christianity. Church goers are no different from hell goers. The church is just a meeting place for hell goers. But when you are a shepherd, that is one of the reasons why you need as a shepherd to encourage your sheep to become shepherds. Because the standards are falling so much that now an ordinary Christian is typically an unbeliever who attends church on Sundays as a social, social activity. So if, you've got, if there's anybody I love, nobody can tell me that I have never at a point in time or the other proposed serving God or try to give someone some work. Let's do more than coming to church. If I really love you, I would make a proposal. 
can you do, can you sing a song? Can you, you know, arrange some chairs? Can you get involved? So if you have got sheep that you really love, how many of you have got sheep, first of all? No, sorry, how many of you don't have sheep? Good. Can I see your hand? You don't have sheep. Who else? Yeah, believe God to have sheep. Maybe through today's meeting, God will guide you to have sheep. Also, even the, the people who will give the tax to will be people with sheep. So, the interaction will largely be pastor with the zonal leader and the shepherds. So, if your day is Thursday, that Thursday, you don't go to work. Yes. You don't go to work because there are things which have prevented you from going to work. You can't tell me that since you went to the bank, you've been to work every day. Yeah, you have gone for funerals. You have gone for uh, outdoorings and all kinds of things. Yes. So, take it that somebody is dead in the office and we are coming for a funeral. <laughs> Yes, take it that a ministry is dead. So it's a funeral. So tell your mother you are going for a funeral. Your ministry is dead. And uh, if that's who, 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 is, who, who is dead? Say Grace. Grace Chapel is dead. <laughs> or Philip. <laughs> Philippians is dead. <laughs> so, so please, pastors, just get ready. You come with the zonal leader in this. Not, not in the evening. Clear morning, 9 o'clock. You have sad line in front of my office. <laughs> you finish, you come and you go. You come and you go. You come. From there, you can go back to work and say, oh, you have buried, the, <laughs> you have buried Philippians. <laughs> Funeral is over. <laughs> so, today, I called you to tell you that the Holy Spirit whose voice rings clearly in our ears has guided us by the grace of God into the blessing of visitation. Amen. Yes. It's not a pastor's idea. It's not a book we have read. It's not a teaching we have received, but the Holy Spirit guided us. Yeah, because we all know about visitation. But when the Holy Spirit lifts up something as a revelation, it transcends head knowledge. Yes, it goes beyond knowledge and goes beyond facts. A revelation is something so powerful that you are ready to die for. If it is not a revelation, you will not die for it. So when Jesus Christ was not a revelation to Peter, somebody is feeling sleepy already. Are you a shepherd? My finger is pointing to you. Are you a shepherd? Do you want to come and sit on my chair to be awake? You're okay. Right. Once a while, just turn your eyes and look at the person sitting by you. And if the person is sleeping, just lift your hand and say, please, teacher, 
this person is. <laughs> Are you here? So, visits, visitation has become the main work we are doing now as shepherds. According to the Bible, if you don't get involved with visitation, there's a curse on your life. No, I'm, I'm not the one saying it. I don't curse people. Read it. Jeremiah 23. Verse 2. Therefore, that said the Lord God of Israel against... That, that alone is a curse. <laughs> you see, when we say a curse, it's not that you, you have to see the word curse. Yeah. I mean, what will your life be like if God is saying something against you? Should he not rather speak for you and into your life? How many of you want God to speak against you? You're about to raise your hand. <laughs> you don't want to be in this picture. Against the pastors that feed. And I remember the last time we met, that was on Tuesday, we successfully elevated visitation above feeding. That it's not enough. Actually, feeding is even a component of visitation. Yes, it is within it. Within it. That's why when you take it out of visitation, you are committing a crime. Because feeding must be with other things within visitation. So when you isolate feeding, it's like marriage. Marriage. Sex is part of marriage with other things. So when you take sex out and you do it outside of marriage, you are doing something very, very bad. Yes. So when you, when you also take feeding outside of visitation... You are, it's like having, it's, it's like fornication. <laughs> yes. Feeding your sheep out. So, so that, that is when your ministry is limited to church, inside intra church work. All your teachings and activities are within the church or a car park, church, four walls area. You are not different from a fornicator because, you've, because sex is not a bad thing. No, rather, actually, a, a lot of my, my work as a pastor is to help people to have sex. Yes. So, because you may think that married people have sex. Yeah. I met a couple this morning. So, we are brothers. It's, 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 the wife said, I've taken it that it is his mother who gave birth to me. <laughs> that, that, that's a phrase. I have taken it that it is his mother who gave birth to me. So we are in the house. You, may, you don't know. 
It's because you're not married that anything excites you. So you think the excitement is there? Ah, it's like you ask, you, you, you can't wait till you marry. <laughs> it's a different world. Yeah. It's a very, very important thing. He said the last time we had sex was in August 2016. Yeah. I'm not joking. I can't come and stand here. If I, I, I prefer to sleep, to be sleeping in my bed than to be standing here joking. Am I a comedian? And she used her fingers. She said, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. We are here. And you should see them. Matching colors. But when you take it out, when you take this thing out of marriage, it's a, it's, it's, it's a problem. A lot of the things we do for our sheep should be within the context of visitation. A lot of things. Actually, in this beautiful book, Transform Your Pastoral Ministry, Bishop teaches us. Very, it's, 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 it's a book every shepherd must have. This book. You must have it. Is there any, if you are here, you don't have this book, transform your pastoral ministry. Kindly stand up. I want to see you. Just stand up. Don't, don't, don't bring a curse of lying. Like you are a liar. It's like lying. You don't have this book, transform. All right. So, that is it. I want to, encourage you to go to the bookshop and get it because this is the book we are using. You cannot say you are a shepherd here at the Bread of Life Cathedral if you don't have this book. It's very important. Now, you may be seated. I just wanted you to prove to yourself that you are not a liar. You know, and I'm teaching it now. Because the work we are, our main work is visitation. So, once something is your main work, you need to know how to do it well. I don't have any interest in learning how to be a plumber well or a carpenter because it's not my work. Uh-huh. My work is to be a pastor. It's a shepherd. So I, I need to learn how to be a shepherd properly. And a shepherd, your main work, remember, remember, that said the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed. So apparently feeding is not the ultimate activity of a shepherd or a pastor. Visitation is very important because if you will do visitation, it will also include feeding this and, and all that. And, and, and it's here. Five visits that establish church members. The first visit is the Pauline visit. 
which is a visit that leads to the Holy Spirit baptism. Wow. Yes. And that is the type of visit you and I are embarking on now on Sundays. We have already established it. I don't need to go over it. Sundays are for visitation. You take it out, you are a fornicator. Yes. I, I, if you think I, I, I've come up with some wonderful revelation, let me read something to you. Very important. In this same transform your pastoral ministry. Yes. Seven tips that make visitation easier. Chapter 31. The first tip is combine your journey to and from church with a visit. To church and from church. It makes it easier because you are already on the go, on the move. So you use the time well. The time to church and the time from church. I mean, can you imagine that you come to church on Sunday and you are found at home on Sunday evening without having done any visitation? I mean, how did you get home? How did you get home? How is it possible that you left church and made a movement towards your house without a visitation? That is why on Sundays, different, there are different models. Some of, some of the Sundays, we, will go, we, we go out, visit the sheep, and return to tell our story. Because when Jesus sent the disciples in twos in Luke, when they returned, they came with a story. We call it a praise report. There is nothing as exciting as going to have wonderful experiences and coming into a meeting to share what you experienced during your visit. So there are times we go and visit and we return to share. We return to have some reviews and meetings. Sometimes also we go to visit and then we go home. Continue on. Once a while we will do that. And that, that day, you should have visited four members. So you arrive home in the evening. A shepherd should not be seen entering your house when the sun is out. It's a good policy. I mean, you are going home. That's why I'm saying that. Don't be here. 
you don't have to come here. What I'm just saying right now may be the only thing some of you came to tonight to hear. Yes. That everything I'm saying is rubbish and gibberish. And that I'm saying to you that you don't need to be a shepherd. You don't need to. You don't need to. <laughs> God loves Christians. <laughs> it's another type of life. It's a very low life, but it's a life. I mean, a goat is as alive as a human being is alive, but the goat's life is low. Ordinary Christianity is like goat sheep. Real maturity comes, as the writer of Hebrews says, by reason of use. There is nowhere you are given the privilege to use the word of God. In your normal day-to-day life, minding your own business, taking your three children to school, marrying your husband, cooking in the house, there is no opportunity to use God's word. It is when you are caring for the sheep. Actually, if you are not serving God, a lot of the things in the Bible do not apply to you. In fact, not that they don't apply, you cannot even relate with them. A lot of promises are not for ordinary Christians. I don't want to use this forum to take you through that. But, but, but let's forget about all those uh, discussions. I am just saying to you that you don't need to be here. But you see, if you are here, then be here well. Listen, listen, don't, there are many things you don't need to do. Like fundraising. You don't need to give. Even though you and I know the blessing that comes from giving to God's work, giving to evangelism, giving to the building of the church, giving to causes that have to do with the work of God. You and I know. There are many blessings that come back. You don't need to give. But if you want to give, then give well. Because you can die from giving. That's why I'm saying that you don't need to give. There's nothing that says, if you don't give, I'll kill you or you are dead. No. If you don't give, God still loves you. But if you are joining the givers, like, 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 like tithe, you, uh, I mean, you and I know the blessings that inure to Titus. But you can choose not to tithe and manage yourself with God. But if you are tightened, then tight well. Tight from all your increase and not just your salary. So when you are doing something and you don't like Ananas and Sapphira in the, in the book of Acts, they joined the fundraising. 
which is a good thing. So a lot of things that should bring blessings into our lives rather leads to problems because we don't do them well. They joined the people giving. People sold their lands, sold their houses, and they also joined. You also sell. You will sell a house one day and give it to God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. It's high. Either you sell it or you just bring the keys and the papers. That this house, I've given it to God for his use. But they went to sell it and got 500,000. Then they came and told Peter that it cost 270,000. Ah. Was it not for you? You you could have said, oh, it's 500, but my children's school fees and some things, projects around, I'm taking 230. And I'm bringing, but don't come and say this is all the money I got when I sold my house. In the same way, if you are a shepherd, first of all, you don't need to be a shepherd. Why do you want to do something that's going to give you problems? <laughs> ah, what's wrong with you? Be at home. And cut off all the potential blessings that would have come to you if you had served God. But if you are doing it, then remember Ananias and Sapphira and do it well. That's all. That's all. Please. Do it well. So, Going home and coming, like, like coming to church, which is what zonal leaders ought to be doing, that on Sunday, between your house and church, you should have swept your zone to church. What is the point being made here? Combine your journey to the basin we do are all types of visitation that sweep our members to church. But you can plan to leave home early. To pass through somebody's house. Not even necessarily to bring him to church. To see how they are doing. So it is a type of visit. It's called redeeming the time type of visit. Where you are going to church anyway. So you sit to visit somebody. Or you have got, even, even on Sundays, when we have our visitation, and for those Sundays that you have to come back to, ch- to church for meetings, on your way home, you can pass by somebody's house. The second visit, this is just a digression. Combine your journey to and from work with a visit. Going to work. I believe I'm speaking to shepherds. Your journey to work or from work. If in the morning you must be traffic to arrive and so on, that's fine. But not everybody goes to work in Accra. Some of you are area boys and girls. You just, you know, as you are going to, you can pass by somebody's house. Or on your way from work, 
another way to make visits very easy is that you must always do multiple visits in one trip. Yes. As you are going to do visitation, to go and do visitation, I mean, to, to visit one person, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not a maximizing of your time. Combine visits. Think of the people in the area. And if you are a real shepherd, you should know the people who live in that area, who belong to you. Which will take me to something I'm going to share with you tonight before we go. Visit all the people living in the same area in one trip. That's the fourth point. Yeah, visit all the people who live in the same area. Area. I mean, if you've gone to visit Abba in, in, the, in the greenhouse, you should know that you've, uh, uh, Francis is in the next house or somebody's in the area. And try, try, and just touch base. And the next one is visit people at work or in school when you cannot get them at home. Yes. You can't get a person in the house. You can go to the person's office. Yes. Or school. That's a pastor. Yeah, you have arrived. I'm coming to visit you. Even if it's so I know you are busy, but I've come to see you to find out how you are doing. And I will hold your hand and say a prayer for you and bless you and go away. The workplace. The workplace. If he's a carpenter, you should go to his carpentry shop. Yes, sit down. If you ask, you are going with oil. You anoint the bench. Then six. That's really what took me into all this. Use Sundays as your most valuable day for visitation. Use Sundays. It's not my idea. Use Sundays. It's in a book. That's what our pastor is telling. It's not like Bishop Ogos' revelation. He came. No, it's Sundays. This book was written even at a time when the world wasn't as busy and hadn't crowded out God. How much more now? Honestly, anybody sitting here who doesn't visit on Sunday, God will visit the evil of your doings. That's the case. Is there? Please put it up. Jeremiah 23, verse 2. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings. Let's enchant ourselves with more translations. Now, I will pour out judgment on you for the evil you have done to them. I'm keeping my eye on you, keeping track of your criminal behavior. 
I mean, why do you want your relationship with God to degenerate to such a relationship? The eyes that are over you, covering you, you know, watching over you, protecting you, is now the eye that is tuned to, you see, it's what you don't know. I, I wish I could get, if you had a screen, I would have shown you, which was connected to a video camera, that when you adjust the focus of the lenses, you see things. You can adjust till the person close to you is sharply seen and everybody else is bled. And you can also adjust till the person at the back is sharply focused and everybody near you or everything Trees, cars are all bled. So, based on what we want to see, we focus our lenses. And God's eyes are also those type of lenses. That there are good sides to your life and there are evil things in your life. But don't allow the lenses of God to focus on the evils of your doing. You don't want that to happen to you. That God has now trained his eye that he's only looking out for evil things in you. I got to know you in a very real way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, every day I got I, I, I got to know you. Yeah. So every shepherd needs to know clearly and it shall sink into your heart that You can force God to start looking at the evils of your life. Don't, don't, don't push him. I'm keeping track of your criminal behavior. And, 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 and listen, and it's not you. It's not just you. I also have criminal behavior. But God is a referee who says, says play on. Have you watched football? The referee doesn't. Um, so if a referee wants to stop and attend to every foul, a 90 minute match will, will, first of all, not be nice and will last for three hours. A real referee who hasn't been bribed <laughs> do you see? Who hasn't been bribed allows. Certain things, I mean, some things you will stop and look back. Some of the things you allow, go on. Yes. God has allowed us to play on. Bible says, if the Lord was to judge iniquity, who shall stand? If the Lord was to judge and to count your iniquity, one, two, three, nobody will have any space before him. He has allowed us to play on in spite of our iniquities. Are you hearing me? So he has allowed us to play on in spite of our iniquities. So don't push him or force him to look at your iniquities. 
It's a blessing that must come into your life in two years. It will take 17 years. Yeah, because the football match, which will be 90 minutes, we say we are addressing every problem. It will take six hours. Every move. Per. Sundays are our days for visitation. Very, very important. Hmm. And if it is Sundays, then please, everybody, you must, you, must, you must tell yourself, when you wake up on Sunday, your main activity is not to come to church. Your main activity is visitation. It's your working day, your work day. And the last one, this is just by the by. Do not be afraid of visiting late in the night. Yes. Yes. Of course, we have established that visitation should be done in pairs. Did we talk about that the last time? Oh, I've not done that. Yeah, okay. Why not? I mean, it's just, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Hmm. So, if I, I'll finish that point. Do not be afraid of visiting late in the night. Luke 12, 38. And if he shall come in the second watch, or come in the third watch, and find them so, blessed are those servants. So, there are different watches. First watch, second watch, third watch. And he can come. God can come in the third world. That is the last final hours in the evening. Yes. A real shepherd. Look, don't be afraid of knocking on somebody's door at 11 p.m. You'll be surprised at who is in the room with him. It is when you are behind the door that you think the music is a worship music. It's worship music. When the door opens, you realize that it was actually sexual healing that has reduced the volume. Because if that sheep had their problem at midnight. They will call you anyway. <laughs> they will expect you to arrive. So, <laughs> I cannot only come to your house on your terms. I should also be able to come to your house on my terms. Yes. There is no hour of the day I have not been called upon by my sheep. No, not one. Not even one hour of the day. From zero to 24. I have been called upon by all types of people. All types. I've, I've left the work, my work in Kolebu to visit people. Emergency driving. I, I did one emergency driving. When I finished, my car was pulled. I had a white Vento. I personally went to Germany to buy. I went to Germany myself to buy white VW Vento, beautiful car. It was that movement that sports the car. It never recovered until. 
you are a real shepherd, you should be able to refer to a 4 a.m. emergency call that came to you and you had to leave your house. 2 a.m., 1 a.m., 6 p.m., 4 p.m., any a.m. or p.m. Meaning, if you don't want to do the work well, uh, resign before you fall down. So I was just saying something that I think is also very important and must not be missed. The rules. Rules. Every, every important activity has rules. The rules of visitation. Glory to God. Yes. Number one. A pastor, a shepherd, must never refuse a request for a visit. When your member wants to visit you, wants you to visit him, sorry, or her, you must not refuse it. Plain English. Act 69. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. Come to my house. Come. And remind me, I'm going to talk about the aura of the visitor. The aura of the visitor. The aura. Not aura. The aura of the visitor. Never refuse a request. And it's very, very, it's not often. Once in a while, there are some bold sheep. They will, they will tell you, come to my house and visit me. But normally, you don't even get this request. You don't, you don't hear people asking you. So we come to the second point. That every shepherd must discern the unspoken request for a visit. Discern the unspoken request. That is, the person is requesting, but it's not saying it clearly that, Pastor, come to my house. He will say, my son has been sick for some time. He will say, there's no peace at home. He will say for the past three days, each time we wake up, there is a bat lying in front of the main door. You should know that as a shepherd, you must carry anointing oil to go and anoint that house. You should, and the word is discern. You should be able to glean the request for a visit. But I can understand why you, you don't go. Because you don't even interact with your members. You don't interact. If you interact, one pastor interacted with a sheep and realized that Sana, the church that she wasn't attending regularly, it was a boy. Yes, a boy. When she's ready to come for all night or some meetings, then by the time she's away, she's dressed up to come then the boy comes. The boy enters. So she said she should lock the door. And so I said, oh, the boy has a key to her room. Some old duade. <laughs> so the pastor 
I mean, if you are a shepherd or a pastor and you are hearing such a problem, what does he mean? You should, so he, 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 he discerned that this girl's problem requires my personal presence. So the pastor went to town with his car in the Caribbean, went to buy a lock, lock with hammer and all that, and went to the girl's house and removed the lock and put a new lock there and gave her one key. <laughs> a pastor. How many of you want to be that type of pastor? I mean, all out pastoring, all out shepherding, all out caring. Yes. He went, removed, screwed, unscrewed the lock, changed this, changed it, and took the new one, removed it from the box. The, 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 the wrappings and everything, and just put it inside. So, screwed it, checked it, locked it, shook the door, shook it. Working well. Locked it, open, lock, open, bang it, open, lock, lock. He, he had four speckies, gave her only one. Shepherding. You must have the sense of ownership to care for such a person that, that way. If, if you don't have that sense of ownership, you will never do that. So when your member is telling you about a challenge in the house or something, it should, be, it should be a message to you that you yourself, if you have sense, that I must go to the house. A member has a problem with the mother, with the father, or a, a, a guardian in the house about you know, church attendance. They say they won't allow him or allow her to come to church. And all. all these things should tell you that you must go to the house. When you go, you will meet the parents and you, you, you'll be surprised at the, at the picture of a devil they will paint about the person you think is an angel. This is good. Third rule. Every pastor, every shepherd must practice both routine and special circumstance visitation. Some visits must be routine. Listen, listen to me very well. Zonal leaders, uh, um, minister shepherds, every shepherd sitting here, everybody here, if you are in this room, and you do not have a list of people you have scheduled to visit, I beg you not to come here again because I want to say something. Among the things you write, among the things you type on your iPad, your phone, your note, you are writing. Are you not writing? There should be a page in this book where you have names and dates. Names and dates. We are practicing shepherding. Names and dates. I beg you. Look, Lorraine, are you in the church service? We are getting tags for my, my meetings. You don't come here if you are not a... Uh, what is the word? Certified shepherd. No tag around your neck 
you are not here. Feel free and rest at home. You, you are not under any obligation to come here. This is a coalition of the willing. This is a coalition of the willing. Willing to be blessed by God. And ye shall serve the Lord thy God. And he shall bless thy bread. It is one thing having bread. And it's a different thing that bread being blessed. That's why we serve God. We don't have anything to do. We want someone... We cannot bless our own bread. We are talking about routine. Routinely, on Sundays, every, every shepherd must have a list of people you visit. Apart from the special names your, your, your pastor or your zonal leader will give you, you yourself, you yourself, should have your names of people you visit. Within the week. But major day, Sunday. You don't practice that, it means you are hiling. Routine and special circumstance visits. And the next point is special circumstances in a church member's life is a call for urgent pastoral action. And in your normal day-to-day shepherdorial work, you will receive such Macedonian calls. Spoken or unspoken, you will know that this is a special circumstance. If you don't go that very day, it's over. Even if you go the following day, it will never make any impact on the person's life. If you don't go that very day, you hear your member has been involved in an accident. He almost died. Or somebody was going to deliver a baby. The baby has died. Or some, or some type, or even sometimes it is even good news. Good news. We just received news that, oh, she has passed her exam. You as a shepherd should be looking out for opportunities to make good. Your role as a shepherd. You hear that Anita got eight A's or four A's. I don't know what type of A's they are. Eight A's or four. It, 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 it is, it's, it, you see, it's an opportunity. Many times people call me. They share something with us. So, no, 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 I'm coming there. Yeah. You hear me always say, I'm coming there. I'm coming there. I'm arriving there. Whether it's your shop, your work, your office, I'm coming there. You will know that I am interested. I'm also happy with you. I'm happy with you. A shepherd must rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And I'm not saying mourn with them 14 days after they began mourning or rejoice with them 12 weeks after they began rejoicing. The day they are rejoicing is the day you appear. We call it special circumstances. Yes. And it is no special circumstances that will take you out of your house at 2 a.m. They are emergencies. You don't, you don't schedule them. Like in the hospital, there are two types of operations, surgeries. There's what we call 
elective surgery. We, 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 we call them cold cases. Cold. That is, that is, your problem is there's fibroids. You have lived with it for 16 years. Why should I leave my house in the night to come and do what? <laughs> so I will schedule you for the next two weeks in the afternoon on Thursday. Go to the market, go and whatever on, 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 on Thursday morning. Come, they will prepare you and you come. It's called what? Elective. We've elected to do it. It's an elective surgery. Then we've got emergency. Emergency. Appendicitis. It's an emergency. Yes. You are there, some sudden pain. Or somebody who is, who is delivering it. Normally, we all deliver, deliver, deliver. But there was a person who is delivering it. There's a problem with the delivery. I mean, you, don't, you don't sit down. You don't say, oh, come next week, Friday afternoon. No. It's called what? Emer what? Gency. That's what we, we in the church, we don't say emergency. We say special circumstances. And I'm saying that in, in our world here, emergencies are not only bad news emergencies. They are also good news emergencies. For instance, for instance, a birthday is an emergency. It can, you can call it a scheduled visit, but that day is that day. <laughs> I mean, if I want to come and visit you t- on Tuesday... And I realized that, oh, there's a meeting somewhere. I'll call you, oh, please. I'll come on Thursday. Will you be, oh, no, no, you won't be there. Oh, uh, okay, let's say Saturday morning. No, you'll be traveling. Okay, let's make it the following Monday. Just get ready, I'll come. Yeah. But birthdays are non-negotiable. You don't only call. You can also visit with a prayer. There are many things happening to our members. Somebody calls you. My child is convulsing. You say, oh, wow, I'll see you tomorrow morning. Yes. No, I'm showing you. You, you, you can't say that. My child is, is, is dying. Wow. Hey. Eh. Okay. Around 5 p.m. tomorrow evening, five, I'll be there. You are stupid. First Samuel 17, 34. First Samuel 17, 34. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him. When a lion has come to take a, a, a sheep, you, you are going to chase the lion a week after or the following day. <laughs> Lions don't have deep freezers. <laughs> they want fresh meat. And you should know that this is a lion that has come after my sheep. I was walking in town one day Years ago, and I received a phone call. I tell you this story all the time. Somebody, I, I, I don't know, and I never, 
Never met him. He mentioned the name. Sylvia Ofosu. Do you know this girl, Sylvia Ofosu? I said, yes. Said, Go to Bethesda Hospital at Cantonment. Room 16. She's there. So she's there doing what? I can't, I don't have time to tell you. I said, if, she, the guy said, if she is your sheep, go there. If you know her, go there. And you say, oh, you go the following day. <laughs> so I stopped whatever. I was in town. I turned around and went there. Cantonments. Saw the hospital. Asked, I told myself, I'm a doctor. My patient asked, did you know Sylvia Ufosu? Oh, she's here. I was surprised because there was nothing about the girl that showed that she, she was in a situation. When I went to her, she was lying down with a drip and a baby was lying by her in the court. A baby. As she was walking out, she was pregnant nine months. Yes, she swerved me. About 19 years, 20 years. She's been wearing Maxi. So I thought this is a fashion. <laughs> she didn't even swerve me, she swerved my wife. <laughs> the baby is a nice girl now. Beautiful girl. She was she had gone to deliver, she was going to send her somewhere for adoption or just sell her or some baby and then come back home nicely. Normal, normal, normal. <laughs> you receive a call like this, you are saying you go tomorrow morning. She will not be there. So you, you also have a problem, so you won't go. She should, she should also come. Why wouldn't she? Have you seen a sheep? Have seen a shepherd before? A white, black and white sheep going to the bah, bah, bah. Where's my shepherd? I can't miss the shepherd. <laughs> Maybe what I really want to teach, I may teach it next week. Every pastor must practice both surprise and expected visit. So we've looked at routine. There are two types. One is routine versus special circumstance. That you are on my list. I'm coming to your house next week. Versus special circumstances. Something has happened. I've come. That's one side. Then there's also what we call expected visits. And surprise. Expected visits must be practiced by every shepherd. Expected. Why? Because you cannot just allow your members to always show they are not so nice part and not so great part. When you are doing expected visits, you are allowing your members to also show their best. 
So he said, oh, I'll come to your house on Friday evening. And when you say Friday evening, go. On Friday evening, otherwise they will not trust your word. If something steps in for you not to go, call. So when they know pastor is coming, they'll clean the house, lay the bed, you know, something nice, you know, get you some nice water. And so, meanwhile, normally the house is chaotic. It's a very dirty house. But because <laughs> pastor is coming, they clean the house and the, the member will also wear something nice. But normally, she doesn't wear that dress. I'm saying that, you see, we also have nice parts that sometimes we must also present. So that even that she feels that I also have something nice to show my shepherd. That I'm not useless. And when you go and you see something, be impressed. I'm teaching you. A good shepherd is impressed and not hypocritically. You must be genuinely impressed. Wow! You sleep in this kiosk? You've done well. But I'm going to pray. God will take you out of this kiosk into a chamber and hall. But it's a nice environment. Be impressed. They don't have much. Be impressed. You go to somebody's house. He lives one room in a compound house. When you enter, wow, this is a nice place. I like your paint. What did you get your chest from? Oh, this flower is nice. Can, I, can you show me where you bought it? And don't sit there. Expect them to say, well, you, I'm dashing you the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> the shepherd has come to collect my things. So I'm saying so expected visits when they know you are coming, they allow your members to also show their what? So your pastors will sometimes send you on Sundays. Some of the Sundays will be expected visitation Sundays. They know are coming. And sometimes if it's expected, you can even tell them that this visit, I must drink Fanta in your house. So you, they go, there's Fanta. Yes, Fanta. Like if it's somebody, a certain type of person, say, when I come, I'm coming to eat rice and stew, rice and chicken stew. They're even happy to make chicken stew for the pastor, but that should not be the only house you should be visiting. <laughs> Stupid shepherd. Don't always flash that name as routine, routine. Every day, routine, routine, routine. Routine one, routine two, routine three, routine four. Abba! <laughs> Abba! Routine one, routine two. And you always tell them, okay, t- today I will eat yam. Yam and kotomre. The next time, oh, I do some fufu for me. I, what, what is that? And then some of you, you don't say it all. You don't say, oh, make rice and stew. Or make kotomre. 
you you actually time the visit to, to coincide with lunch time or supper you know when they have supper hey opana You got scripted like I mean the one who is removing the hairs on the sheep must eat some. That you must not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treaded the, the floor. That why should you rear chicken and eat tilapia? <laughs> Others for chop some. So because of you, when your members are having lunch, they lock the door, they turn off the radio. It's a silent hour because Opana can arrive at any time. And you see, when you when you arrive, you say you like chicken stew. One priest, one priest. It's not a charismatic priest. Uh, one of these either Anglican. I won't tell you which one. Anglican, Methodist, Catholic. Is to visit. Then he had always this particular house. When he goes to the house. He goes in the morning, 7.30. Breakfast. <laughs> he, he goes in his cassock. My God. Hey! Oats. Custard. Rice water. Tea. Milo. Ovalton. Horlicks. Then the children are there. Three children. Mommy and daddy. Then priests will come and sit down. One day he came, you were eating the food, eating breakfast, eggs, and all that. Then he called for oats. <laughs> Priest. Oats. True story. And he took the milk. He poured. They were all looking at the. He was pouring the milk. He said, Oh, milk, dear me, poor. Then one of the children said, Nasu, who to me told you? Can you buy the milk? <laughs> Do you buy milk? <laughs> I mean, you have even reduced yourself. Oh, me, I like milk. Oh. Then the child, a boy, a 16-year-old or 17-year-old boy, say, but, 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 can you buy milk? What is that? Milk, Demi Po. Milk, Demi Po. And they asked the boy, he was eating. He said, That's what you mean, Yeah, you must respect yourself. You must respect yourself. So, pastors. Send your members on expected visits. And some of these uh, uh, visits come with food. I mean, Jesus had a house where he was eating. Mary and Martha's house. Bethany. If you go to Israel, we shall go to Israel. Amen. Yeah. 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 If, you are, if you are standing at the base of the Mount of Olives or around um, the uh, Kedron Valley, you see Bethfaith, Bethany is at the back. Yes, behind said settlement, behind Mount of Olives, wow. Bethany and Bethphage, and that's where Mary and Martha used to live. You'll be there. Amen. He would go. He would eat. He would eat. 
There's nothing wrong. But respect yourself. <laughs> respect yourself. It's one thing a shepherd must, no, must not do is to let your sheep know that you are hungry or you are broke. No, because, see, the shepherding work, the shepherd-sheep relationship, it's a relationship of authority. And so, you must not lower yourself. If you, are, if you are really hungry and you don't have food, you can go to a fellow shepherd's house. You can call another shepherd. Oh, Mama Irene, you know, it's not good today. Can I come? Yeah. yeah. Inside is not good. Emu, yeah. <laughs> also, come, cra. Why not? Come. Just come and have something. Yeah. But even if it's Mama Irene, you must not call her all the time. See, ask your neighbor, do you respect yourself? Please ask the person. Do you really, really, do you respect yourself? And when you go to somebody's house, don't take their remote and be changing channels on their television. <laughs> yes, <sir>. is there a movie? What do you fear a Senedine? Then, then, then you get a toothpick and be removing, just cleaning your teeth. No, listen. Let me listen. See, see, this is our life. Oh. So I'm teaching you how to do it well. Respect yourself. Even sometimes when you are hungry and they, are, they offer you, say, it's okay. It's all right. Thank you very much. Maybe it's water that you must not refuse water. So no, it's okay. Because they can say your lips are dry. So it's okay. That's how my lips are normally. <laughs> And when your lips are dry and you are speaking, speak with confidence. Don't you, 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 are, you, you talk and then you are quiet. You bow your head and you shake your head a little. So, okay. And what was I saying? I was saying that the Lord. No. No, they should know that you are a man of God. You are an anointed woman of God. You have come to minister the power of God. You have come to minister the spirit of God. Yes. They need you as their shepherd. Not as a, a, a priest. What me told here? You know, I've mixed a lot of the points, but so number nine. Because a surprise visit. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I've not done surprise. So the two types are expected. Which is what I've talked about. And then a surprise visit is also important because sometimes people don't... You see, it's nice to, to know that you are poor. I know you are poor and I've come to your house. Nice bed sheet on your bed, nice flowers and so on. It's great. But sometimes you need to know people as they are. You know, and, 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 and some days... 
are the most hypocritical days. It's a, it's a special day for hypocrites. The way they dress, the way they walk, the way they talk. So if you know somebody only on Sunday after Sunday basis, you cannot say you know the person. So sometimes, just arrive. You will be surprised to meet her quarreling with her mother. You'll be surprised to go and meet him in a room with some boys smoking. You'll be surprised to go and meet him in a room alone. The music that is coming from the room. So is, this a, is this my sheep? It's your sheep. It's your sheep. So surprise visits help you to know your members well. And you need to know them well. Why? Because... If you are doing the work of God well as a shepherd and your work is growing, you will need people to work with you. you will, these sheep will become shepherds one day. And you must know who they are. Some people are just womanizers. Yeah, that's why even sometimes some of the visits must be visits behind the back of your members. You can even schedule a visit not to meet the person, but to meet his mother or sisters. Yes. And sit with them and chat with them. You will hear stories. And as she's coming with her nice shoes, coming to sink, she doesn't know that you know that they know that your sisters know that you know. So surprise visits, they reveal the true nature of the person. And you need to know people for who they are. I mean, AOSE, Art of Shepherding Conference, that's what you, there may be more to you than this. Yes. You cannot tell. One of my shepherds. And you must pray. Pray that you also bump into your members suddenly. She went to the mall to go and buy something. I don't even know. There's a place. I hear there's a place they show movies in the mall. Um, the one, um, what's the name? Tetakwashi Mall. They show movies there. Yeah. So, she, I, don't know, I don't know where it is, but somewhere around there, she was walking there. And she chanced upon a member. A regular church member, so regular, I cannot even say more to give her out. The dress the girl was wearing, you will never believe that she even has such a dress in her things. And that is why a shepherd must pray. Because there are certain things, except the Lord reveals them to you, you will never know. You will never ever know. She could not believe it. Even, even the sheep herself was shocked. Was embarrassed. The appearance like a prostitute. But see her in church the following Sunday. Christian appearance. Yes. 
So that is why we, 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 we make a surprise visit sometimes. And prayerfully surprise them so that God himself will show you who the person is. Yes. You want to make the person a shepherd, this, this, that. Remember, the person is in a relationship with someone. I mean, you don't have any idea that the, the guy is actually living with a woman in the house. But you have made him your worship leader in church. See, ideally, you cannot ask anyone to do anything for you in the church without knowing the person's house. And relating a bit more closely. That, that is the reason why if the work, your work as a shepherd is just in the church, passing them to church, checking the role in the church, and you don't go out, you are not ready to do the work of a, of a, of a shepherd. So, to end the service, I want to come back to where I started from. Because the good news, I have some good news for you. You know, since we started Sunday, stand to your feet. Just lift your hands and just pray before you sit down. Just lift your hands and pray. Lift your hands and pray. Lift your hands and pray. You may be seated. Shepherd of my soul, I gave you full control. Wherever you may lead, I will follow. Cause I have made a choice to listen. For your voice, wherever you may lead, I will go. Shepherd of my soul, Lord, I give you full control. Wherever you may lead, I will follow. Yes, I have made a choice to listen for your voice 
the shepherd of my soul is by my side. Should I face a mighty mountain or a valley dark and deep? The shepherd of my soul. By ending well. And one of the rules of visitation is that shepherds and pastors must protect themselves by visiting in pairs. By visiting in pairs. Do not visit alone and bring. A disaster. I've told you. You don't need to do this work. But if you want to do it. Then learn to do it well. Please learn to do it well. You can go to somebody's house. And come out beaten. Mm. You can go to somebody's house. And fall flat on your face. So pastors must ensure that the Sunday visitations are not done alone. Now, that also brings up this very important point. We have established administrators. We have, we, we have appointed, sorry, administrators for visitation alone. Victory service, where is Gloria? Yes, she's my administrator. So she has a list of all the shepherds of victory service. Organized into zones. And on Sunday, the, visit, the, the, the shepherd's visits are recorded. Every shepherd's visit, when you go, there, there, there must be a WhatsApp page. So he's going to set up a WhatsApp page specifically for visitation. Can you believe it? That since we began visitation, I mean this, how many weeks ago? Just three weeks? Really? Just three weeks? Just three weeks? Sure? Three weeks? That's a shock. Can you believe it? That it's just been three weeks. Our attendance has shot up by 200 members on Sunday. 200. We've crossed 2,000 attendants on Sundays because of visitation. So when you come upon, thank you, when you come in life, when you chance upon something that is very great, something that causes your work to do well, if you're a businessman and you made some moves that brought you more customers, you need to take care of it. 
and you need to manage it well as a special something this area which is nice must be taken care of when something in your life is working that is the area you pay attention to i'll say it again when something in your in your life an area of your life is doing well that area you must perfect it don't abandon it paul said it is by the grace of god that i am what i am and that grace was not in vain that's that grace was not in vain because i labored more abundantly that grace which was bestowed on me was not in vain so the area where you have grace is the area you labor god has given us the grace to do these visitations no one should be a devil amongst us yes when you go home if you have a good bible read about a somebody a man called achan a-a-c-h-a-n he was among the people of israel but he did something he stole something that caused israel to be defeated don't be amongst us as an achan yes in, in your case we won't be defeated something will remove you either from life or from the church or from wherever we have discovered can you imagine do you know 200 you don't have any idea through your work through your visits and my visits over three weeks the attendance has gone beyond above 200 i mean we, we are we we have it is wonderful and that when you find an area where you do well that is the area you must work very hard at including setting up structures to monitor your activities in that area so people who sing well that is the area even what they eat is important you see somebody who sings very well developing his muscles the area of grace is the area you labor so in victory service we have we have an administrator who is going to set up a WhatsApp page of all the shepherds of victory service. Now, when you visit on Sundays, you take a picture, a selfie. If you don't have a smartphone, borrow somebody's smartphone for the visit. Yeah, because we will remove your tag from you. We need to see the work you have done on Sunday. You visit the people. So restoration service must have an administrator, visitation administrator. You have one. Is the person here? Princess. She couldn't make it. Is Valentine here? Right. I hope you are listening very carefully. Yes, it's okay. You, you'll be there. Divine encounter, do you have an administrator? Not for shepherding. Um, Basel uh, administration, attendance, Basel, Basel, no. Only visitation to monitor the work of the shepherds. The visitation of every shepherd. When you go and you visit, you do either two things. You send a picture to the WhatsApp page or you drop your location. 
and you send a report to that administrator. So that administrator does not do visitations on Sundays. She sits or he sits in a room and receives reports. A WhatsApp page and, 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 and enters the data onto an Excel sheet for monitoring. We want to know every shepherd amongst us. Every shepherd that we have given a tag to, your work is to visit. Now, when you are a shepherd, one of the things you need to have is a visitation partner. Play on. Play on. Now, your visitation partner is not a shepherd sitting here. Two things a visitation partner is not. Two things a visitation partner is not. You can write it down. That visitation partner is not a shepherd. Because we will not have two shepherds going to visit one person. We must maximize our efforts. So if we have two shepherds, we are doing two visitations. So you better find your own partner. And I'm teaching you what that partner is not. That partner is not a shepherd. Will one day soon be a shepherd. But now it's not a shepherd. You have gone to find that person. And number two, that partner is not a member of the opposite sex. Is a member of the same sex. We cannot see you and a lady. When we see you and you and Abigail, what is happening? Oh, Abigail is my visitation partner. No, 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 no. It doesn't wash here. It doesn't wash. <laughs> The only lady you are allowed to do visitation with is your wife, your wife. If she is not a shepherd, she can go with you for peace in the marriage. <laughs> but if your wife is a shepherd like Pastor Peter and Mama Irene, they cannot go together. Why? Because two things your visitation partner is not. One is what? Not a shepherd. So everybody here must go out of here and find someone you visit with. You dare not visit somebody alone. When we find you, we detag you. We do what? Detag. We can defrock. We can detag. When your tag is there, the tag we will give you is your uh, right to be a shepherd in this house. When we take it from you, you are no more one of us. You are no more. Join the ordinary members. Be a normal person. Have your time. Enjoy your evenings at home. Sunday, come for one service. Go home. Be free. Bonto. <laughs> so as you are sitting here listening to me, you should be thinking of who your, uh, your what? Your partner is. Two names should cross your head. And then you bring out one. So every service, 
overcomers. Do you have a visitation administrator? She has a list of the shepherds, and on Sunday, he or she is sitting down and monitoring, uh, re- receiving um, live reports. I'm here. You, you can even do a video. I'm, I'm with Stella at home. We are having a good time. Stella couldn't come to church today because her auntie was sick, but she's fine, and she's well. You put it on the page, and we all see it. Yes, with a smile. Then, weekly, I was going to teach you about the aura of a visitor. But it's late. You need to go home. God willing, next week, we will come. God willing, we will continue. But I want you to understand it very, very clearly. That as a shepherd in Bread of Life Cathedral, Sundays, you don't visit something will visit you. You want to try it? No, no. It won't visit you that day. No, that day you don't go for visitation. You re- you'll be happy. You'll be free. You'll enjoy the day. I can imagine a Sunday you, you are at home at 4 o'clock. It's nice. You eat food. You watch EPL. In the evening you take a stroll, make phone calls, visit, sleep. Very nice. Good life. But you are just waiting for a visitation. Something. (laughs) No, I'm not the one saying it. It's Bible. It says, Jeremiah 23, because you did not visit, I will visit. Is it not there? Behold, I will visit upon you. So I'm not the one. Don't don't, don't insult me. If you are sitting here and you have said something bad against me, then you spoke against God. That one is also a different problem between you and God. Because I'm not, there's nothing I'm saying. I said, if you don't visit, something will visit you. So better see your pastor now and say, Pastor Peter, you know, I don't want any problems. I've got problems already. Please remove my name. I don't, can't be a shepherd. This type of work, please. Go. Go. And let us be here. We will be here. And serve God. So Sundays, after church, and we used to say that, Visitation ends at 4 o'clock. But I'm sure your pastors have told you that it's no more. That, that the, um, Visitation is for what? Three hours or two hours. What? Two hours visitation. Yeah, so depending on the time you close. Like Divine Encounter, they close at 8.30. You go and do your visitation for three hours. Three hours, not two hours, three hours. When you go at 10, you return. That is if your pastor wants to have meetings with you or whatever. But you, at, after one o'clock, you are free. After one, if that is divine encounter. And the same for victory, restoration, and so on. So ABS is at four. We are now introducing at, at five. We are now introducing I mean, when we see you as a shepherd of bread of life, it means you are a specialist visitor. But I would have loved to teach you some powerful things. But we are going to come back, God willing, next week to continue. Rise your feet. Please lift up your two hands and just pray. Pray and tell the Lord how grateful you are for 
for, for making you a part of this work. A part of this work. What a blessing. What a blessing. That should help you to serve him truthfully. Father, we thank you for this great privilege. What a life. What a privilege. And what a blessing. Cause us to serve you well. And to give you our lives. Oh yes. May this cause us to become great shepherds. Mighty shepherds. Mighty pastors. With spiritual authority. That when we arrive, we know that the aura of the visitor has come. Has overshadowed our lives. Bless our work. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.